All right, all right. Good morning, folks. Before before I mute you, I'll say hello. Good morning. How you, how's everybody doing today? Good morning, Rick. Good morning, Murad. How you doing, my man? All good, all, all right, good. Well, everybody else is being shy today. Good morning. Good morning, Rick. Good morning, Dwayne. Here we go. Tammy Franklin and Jim Franklin here. Hey, Tammy, Jim, how you doing? Good. It's good when your own people show up, Dwayne. This is a good sign. <laughs> All speech right, about guys. being late, so we were here. <laughs> no, you're right. no, you're, I am. Ab- hey, I'm gonna mute me now. All right, hold on a sec. I'm gonna mute everybody. I really appreciate it. All right. Okay. So um, there we go. I muted everybody. Sorry, everybody, but it makes the recording so much better. All right, so I just want to say today we are very lucky on this lucky 13. I don't know about you guys, but I love the 13th of every month, especially when it falls on a Friday, because I don't believe in the bad luck. You know, uh, it's the harder you work, the luckier you get. Always remember that. That's a great, I think that was Winston Churchill. But anyway, a lot of people said it. But today we're very lucky from the lovely, one of my favorite places. I, lo- I haven't been there in a while because of this crazy pandemic thing, but uh, I don't know what it is about Palm Springs, but when you drive in there, you just feel comfortable. It's kind of like, well, it's kind of like Sedona. When I drive to Sedona, you just feel this relax. It's a nice place to live. But we are very lucky today to have the manager. And now let's just, let's just say this, newly announced number one office in Palm Springs. But Dwayne, not only, by the way, his name is Dwayne Carrier, and you guys have seen my, my email and my social media posts. But the great thing about this, Dwayne, is that not only um, are you number one in there, but you've had a lot of transition because you were part of the whole Tarbell thing. We've opened another additional office there. So even through all this transition and everything, you've been able to hit it out of the park. So congratulations and welcome this morning. How are you doing today? Oh, sorry, Dwayne. <laughs> you got to hit star six on your phone so we can hear you. Star I'm doing six. great. Thanks for the introduction. <laughs> <laughs> I forgot to tell you. Whoop. All right. Live, folks. Woo! <laughs> All right. All right, Dwayne. So I know you, and uh, but I don't uh, – not everybody else does. So tell me a little about yourself, how long you've been doing this, and maybe even a little about the transition would be probably cool too. Sure. So I started my real estate career in Chicago. Um, I worked for a real estate developer who purchased – apartment rental buildings and converted them to condominiums. And I did that uh, for the very you know, beginning of my career. Moved out here to Palm Springs in late 2005, got my real estate license. Uh, I joined the company that Berkshire Hathaway bought called Tarbell, uh, and I was there. Uh, and um, yeah, I was on a top producing team of REO specialists. We did a lot of REOs, short sales, um, working with people who did um, purchasing at auction and and uh, then got into more luxury brands. So yeah, I've just kind of had a very varied career, so to speak, for the last 20 years. I've been very lucky. Yeah, you you know it, that makes sense now because you know and 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 I tell this to people all the time. The people who haven't sold on the East Coast and the West Coast, there's a big difference in the way the transactions work. Would you agree? Yes. Yeah, yeah, and when you take a little bit of the East Coast mentality, you know, over to the West Coast, as long as you're not rude, which I know you're not, then it really, I, I thought when I moved over, it really helped me. Because when you're used to prospecting, you know, my little joke about New England, when you're used to prospecting on the East Coast, people have no problem telling you where to go and how fast to get there. All right? Yeah, Where on the yeah. West Coast, 
they seem to be a lot happier. <laughs> <laughs> well, as a Midwest boy, you know, we, we, we work hard and uh, being a Chicago you know, guy for 10 years, when I got to, when I got to California, my 50% was their 100%. So I felt at an advantage. <laughs> yeah, that's exactly what I'm talking about. It's crazy, isn't it? Yeah. You know, it's the same thing with sports, too. Same thing with sports. Yeah. So, um, yeah, people uh, – and I think on the West Coast because people have more options. You know, the weather's nicer. And I don't know, sports on the – especially like D.C. over to Chicago, up to Boston, back down through New York, that is where it is really serious. Pittsburgh and that whole area in there is where sports are way more serious than as soon as you get outside of that area. Yeah. Okay, so you've been doing this for a long time. And uh, so when did, exactly did you get to uh, Palm Springs? Uh, late 2005. Okay, good, good. And you started selling there before you got into management? I did, yeah. I was in sales until uh, 2010. I became a manager of the uh, Tarbell branch over in 211 East Palm Canyon. Okay, good. And what would you, now, how would you, uh, how did you do as a, a sales agent? Give us a couple of uh, give a couple things you used to do and how you kept your business rocking. Sure. So I would do, when I first got here, obviously I didn't have a sphere of influence here in the Palm Springs market or in the Coachella Valley. So I did six open houses a week. I did two on Friday, two on Saturday, and two on Sunday. Uh, and I would try to really vary the inventory. So I would do some condos, you know, in the $200,000 price range, do some single family homes, you know, between five hundred thousand and a million right just kind of mix it up uh and shamelessly promoted myself to anyone who would listen <laughs> good for you so you're you've been a prospector from the whole time because uh, those active open houses are all about getting out there and what kind of response did you get Oh, it was really great. You know, it's about consistency. I always, I always tell the team, I always have, it's about consistency. So I would, when I was doing, you know, like condo complexes, and that's kind of my, that's my wheelhouse because of the con conversion background that I have. I felt really comfortable with condos. Um, I would go down to the pool. If someone wasn't in my open house, I would, I would interact with people hanging out at the pool saying, you know, hey, come on in, it's free, and wave at cars as they drove by, literally shamelessly promoting myself. And it's just about doing it consistently. And after, you know, I will tell you after, you know, probably a month, two months of doing it consistently, people got to know me and I would walk by the pool and people would say, hey, Dwayne. And, you know, that's just kind of, you know, introducing yourself and then them seeing you there. Eventually, one of the uh, condo complexes that I did was called La Palm. Um, I became the king of La Palm. You know, I, I, I was the go-to guy for that complex. So it's just about targeting a market, being consistent and being a resource. Those were my roles. Being a resource, yeah, being of service, too, I can tell that for sure. And, uh, yeah, I mean, when you're combining your open houses with a farming-type activity and being proactive about it, you get great results. Uh, so you said 2000 and – okay, so the market was – so you went through where the market was really moving to unbelievably crazy to went into the basement – and then has come up back since then. So that's quite an interesting It's really funny, there. absolutely. So it's really funny, Rick. So, you know, when I got here to California, you could think about selling your house and get multiple offers. Um, and then, you know, we were lucky for, for a long time. And then when the, you know, when the market crashed, the, my, my mentality has always been to follow the money. And so I kind of identified, you know, I have my, my finger on the pulse of the market. You have to in this business. Uh, so I saw what was happening. And so there was actually an REO agent, my mentor, his name is Charlie Stewart. Uh, and I, his phone was ringing off the hook. And I'm like, hey, do you need some help? Uh, I didn't know anything about REOs. Uh, it's not anything that, that I ever experienced in my lifetime, right? So uh, he, t he showed me the ropes from the beginning doing BPOs and um, occupancy checks and, you know, 
accounts payable, accounts receivable, all these things that I hadn't, as a, as a retail realtor, I never had that experience. And so it really, I learned from a very high producing REO agent and got involved and we, you know, partnered up um, and ran a, a very successful, you know, 65 million, $70 million a year in sales business in REOs. Um, and so I felt, you know, really fortunate to pay attention to the market, listen to the market. Um, you know, I, I, I'm not a big subscriber into, you know, the doom and gloom folks. Uh, to be honest with you, I made yeah. more money in the down cycle than I ever did uh, in, in retail, right? So um, it's just paying attention to the market indicators, knowing your business in a holistic way. You can't look at it as just a lot of a lot of realtors, and I try to educate my team, are transactional, yeah. and they're working on the transaction in front of them. And I, my my goal has always been. One deal leads to five, whether it's a listing or a sale. I've got to be working five escrows deep. Um, and if you, if you look at the market that way, I, I have found that you're better prepared for whatever it throws at you, i.e. coronavirus. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And, and people don't realize it, but out of all the markets we're in, Palm Springs has been and maintained being the toughest of all the areas. California itself has been the toughest. But of the area, you know, Orange County, over to the desert where you, where you are, they definitely been. I mean, didn't they even at one point have a thousand dollar fine if you don't have your mask on? And for a few days before they realized they really probably shouldn't do that. <laughs> we have been yes, we have been uh, very very strictly managed as it relates to our PPEs. Um, and I think you know for a long time we were doing really well. And and Palm Springs still has. Uh, I mean, all things considered, uh, a lower rate than our other Coachella Valley cities. In fact. Um, and so they identified early on that we were a hotspot and made the decision to be aggressive. Um, and so it has been tough, but, you know, I've been kind of just guiding everyone that, you know, this is our new normal right now and we have to protect ourselves and protect others, uh, but we can still continue to move forward. And, and that's, I think, what the city of Palm Springs has done. So I commend everybody involved. Good. Yeah, gotta love it. Yeah, I mean it's a terrible situation. And and let's face it, your numbers are back to at or over. Uh, not not just you because you you guys are over, but I'm talking about the MLS. The MLS is back to the same basic pace or a little higher than it was prior to the pandem pandemic even starting. So I think everybody's There's, gotten used to it. Yeah. basically. Yeah, there's pent up demand, and when you know, I, well, the first thing I do when I get in the office every morning is get in the MLS and, and look at the numbers. And consistently, what you see is there's a healthy amount of new inventory versus pending solds, and that's really for me a strong indicator of how healthy the market is. So as you see, I mean, my office by far and away is above last year at this time. Um, even this, I'm celebrating tomorrow at our office meeting our success in you know first half of 2020 given everything that's happened we are overperforming by double digits so i mean like i said i feel pretty pretty lucky in that um but the market itself here in palm springs you know today uh is is very strong there's pent up buyer demand and just not enough inventory yeah it, it, i'm i'm glad you said that about the um about the mls because i agree with you it's a healthy market but here's the thing too and and you guys are way ahead now think about this you're way ahead We've had a pandemic. You've merged two offices there. You've opened up a little satellite office, okay? And 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 this is my favorite part too, Dwayne. I don't know if I've ever told you this, but Tarbell is a great company. But talk about two opposites because when you put the two offices together, Tarbell had a lot of new people. You guys trained them and so forth. And we have almost all experience. So bringing those two together, I think, has really made everything work together, even though I think it was a little challenging at first. Would you agree? 
Oh, definitely, <laughs> definitely some challenges. It was a cultural shift, um, you know, and, and I'm, I'm a trooper, so I, uh, I embraced the change, and, and I think anyone who's successful in this life not just this business, has to be adaptable. Um, I learned a great deal at Berkshire Hathaway, uh, and I was proud of what we created at Tarbell, and I, was, I'm, I am very proud to bring and merge those cultures because um, I think both have you know, great benefits for the sales executive. Because yep. you, remember, you remember my saying when I went around, not everybody liked it, but everybody laughs now. And Gordon being one of them, I would say, Tarbell was swell, but now you slay with Cabernet. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Gordon goes, don't ever say that again. I go, come on, dude, it's a joke. Relax. <laughs> all right. So, no, but it's really true. It's been, it's been interesting, too, and it's been a lot of uh, growth for all of us. And think about it now. It's been just about a little over a year, and what you just said is, you know, way ahead of last year's pace, of course, there's a few more people, but at the same time, you know, merged a bunch of offices, uh, and, you know, mentioned the satellite branch, too, because that looks like it's uh, – I, I, the day I went – I think it was right at the – no, we were having the award, so it was closed, and I just got the peek in the window, so I didn't actually walk inside, but it looks beautiful. But tell me a little about that success and your opinion about why that's happening and what agents are doing in your office to have that happen. Sure. So, you know, that downtown space, for anyone who's in the Palm Springs area, please stop by. It's stunning. Gordon put a lot of thought and care into opening that, that uh, yeah. retail space. Uh, and, you know, what's great is I'll go to there on a Sunday and, you know, there are 10, 15 people standing outside looking in the window at uh, the sales board or the uh, for sale, you know, flyers that we have. Um, and I, I can't take really any credit for the success. I'm a part of it. Uh, it takes all of us together doing this. Uh, and, you know, what, what I commend about the, the guys working downtown is, and, and they're doing it now, the people, I should say, um, you know, they, they, they care about this, this town. They care about the people in it. They care about their, their profession. So everyone takes it very seriously. Um, and so they continued to work. And one of the things that we did in the beginning of this was to encourage everyone to reach out, not as realtors, but as fellow human beings. Reach out to the people in your sphere of influence. Make sure they're okay. Make sure you're checking in with people. And what we're, we're missing right now in some of this is the mental health impact on what you right. know, uh, the shelter in place and all that. So we really encouraged everyone, and myself included, to just reach out to people. And what we discovered was when we made those reach outs, um, those one-on-one -on -one reach outs, do you need anything? Do you need anything from the store, from the drugstore, anything like that? It, it, it translated into a conversation, and without us doing it, it turned into a real estate conversation. And what we discovered right. were a lot of people were, you know, at the shelter in place revealed a lot about your home, right, and how you live there and where you live. So it, it, it translated into this other conversation, um, and well, lo and behold, uh, I need a bigger place. Or you know, right. I need a different location, and so it turned into listings. It turned into sales. And in addition, for our higher end market, you know, for example, Louise Hampton team sold the highest price sale uh, this year and the third highest price sale ever in Palm Springs during the pandemic. Um, and right. you know, what, what's really interesting is it's it, um, 
it, it allowed us in the higher end market to, you know, one of the rules from California Association of Realtors is that they must see the property online. They have to take a virtual tour and they have to show that they're qualified before they actually have an in-person showing, right? Well, right. talk about qualifying buyers <laughs> prior to showing. So we knew the people coming to the property were, were real and valid, you know, and all they needed was to lay eyes on the property before they made their final decision. So it really kind of streamlined how we do business. Uh, and we all learned mm -hmm. a lot from that. And you know what's really interesting is ultimately, and this is what I tell agents, and I agree with you 100%, is you're supposed to know that anyway. Your fiduciary responsibility as a realtor is to not take anybody in a house unless you are 100% sure they qualify to buy it. Right. So this is just really, I think, that's why I think there's a lot of good, even though you know, it's unfortunate X amount of people, what is it, over 130,000 now or whatever, have passed away because of this crazy virus. But at the same time, I think it's going to tighten up our business, and I think it's going to, uh, you know, make people like, you know, like I tell people, there's never been a better time to get a buyer broker agreement signed than now because of all the extra things you've got to do. And I would just tell people, you have to hire me. How do I work with you? Hire me. You hire me. That's what you do. And here's, Absolutely. I'm going to send you the necessary forms and explain them and so forth. So I think it's a really good time to really tighten up your business to make you more professional. Because I think when you ask people to do that, they know you're serious. Mm -hmm. right? And I think that that is a tremendous way uh, to, to do it. Your thoughts well, on that? Yeah, well, I think it's true in this industry or any industry, really. You, you go through the motions at some point, right? You're, it's, you know, I'm, I'm kind of, a, I don't want to say a zombie, but, you know, you're, you're walking through, <laughs> you're going through the motions, and yeah. there's no challenge inevitably, right? So what this did was challenge us. And what happens when you're challenged? You grow. What happens when you face right. adversity? You overcome it. You grow. And I think that's what this experience has, has taught most of us is, you know, oh, my gosh, I, I need to step up my game. Um, and I see a lot of agents doing that. And, and conversely, Rick, let's be honest. I think there were people who were going through the motions who weren't very successful, and they had to come to the realization, yeah, this isn't for me. I don't have the fortitude to do this. And we've seen a lot of those people kind of say, okay, I'm going to retire now. And, and, and I think this is an eye-opener, this experience has been for a lot of us, that you know, we've got yeah. to do better. We have to know our market. We have to know our buyers. We have to know our sellers. We have to have those relationships because uh, at the end of the day, that's what this business is about. Um, and so I think yep. it's really caused people to focus on that. I agree. And I also think it's going to shake up the market a little bit too because if I live in L.A. County or San Diego and um, I'm a baby boomer and I've been there 20, 30 years now and I paid 35, 40,000 for my house and it's worth 750 to a million you know, and, and, and then if anything like this were to ever happen again, and I'm already retired, why wouldn't I want to go where I'm going to be retired and, uh, you know, a little ahead of schedule maybe? I think you're going to see some of that. I think you're going to also see what you said. You know, since I got to work out of my house now, because a lot of people are going to do that now. You're going to see some companies downsize the commercial space because they can my, – my son works in, for, for a company called The Hartford I'm out of Connecticut, and – um you know, uh, they're not even talking about having people come back. He works out of, he's been working out of his house since March, you know, and, uh, you know, everybody's, a lot of people that can work from their computer, I think you're going to see that. So since I'm going to be working out of my house, I want to have a home office, so I'm going to buy a little bigger place. And, you know, so you're going to, I think you're going to see a lot of movement because of that. And I think it's going to help, you know, people in Orange County, L.A. County, and uh, San Diego County, you're always having people move in there. 
But we've already seen people moving out to your area because that's one of the first places they look at, out to the desert, you know, La Quinta, Palm Desert, Palm Springs, or Nevada, or Scottsdale, Phoenix area. And all of those are really good for, I mean, we'd love to see people migrate that way. Uh, and it could create inventory for those people in the California market. So I think when the dust settles, you know, this is, I mean, I think 2020 is obviously the craziest year. I saw some stuff on social media, like people are coming up with new phrases like, oh, it went 2020 on us, like crazy, <laughs> you know, but I think 2021, uh, because of this is, I mean, I don't know if you've ever seen the movie, The Perfect Storm. It's like three storms came together and it made this perfect storm off the coast of, you know, the Cape years mm-hmm. ago. I used to live there when that, when that storm happened. I remember reading about it and seeing it and then they came up with a movie. But I'm telling you, this could be the perfect storm coming together for all these different reasons. For one of those, 2021 is one of those years we're going to go, wow, remember that year? <laughs> but I think it's going to continue a while, unlike 2007, because lending's different, interest rates are incredible. There's so many different reasons why that it won't be a turn and burn type year. It'll be the beginning of something, I think. So I think we're in for a really good run here. What do you think about that? I do. Um, and so I was having this conversation with my team the other day because um, the agents were asking me, do you see, you know, is there going to be you know, another REO situation? And when you look at the requirements for getting a loan over the last decade since the Great Recession, um, people have skin in the game this time. Before, right. they were doing 103, 110% financing, so the purchaser didn't have any skin in the game, so it didn't matter to them if they just walked away from it. We don't have that experience this time around. Uh, inevitably, of course, there's always REOs in the market. There are always foreclosures in the market, a uh, small percentage. Um, so you, right. you may see an uptick you know, depending on how long people are unemployed. But for the most part, we're not going to see that giant wave that we saw before, in my opinion, um, just because people have skin in the game and property values have maintained that those two, like you talk about the perfect storm, you know, people lose their job, property values, you know, plummet and that it makes more sense for them to walk away. That's not the case right now. You, you can't walk away from no. property when, when you have equity, you know? <laughs> yeah. You could walk away from it, but you'd be crazy. That's why I keep telling, you know, like mm. even in Vegas where, you know, the, the unemployment rate nationally is 11% and it's almost, I think it's like 23% in Nevada because of the casinos and so many people. Mm-hmm. So some people may have to sell their homes. Okay. But you know, that's not bad for us. And you know, it's, it's unfortunate why some people have to move sometimes, but it's still our job to help them. Right. And I agree with you. Now, anybody who has never seen the movie, the big short oh. ought to see that movie. So you know exactly what Dwayne's describing right there, because <laughs> it's required um, watching here. <laughs> Yeah, no, it re- I mean, it's, I was, my favorite line, and I can't say the exact line because, you know, we're in the <laughs> HR department, but when he's in Las Vegas and he goes, you know, you're talking, when you're talking to a dancer, okay, so, you know, change with other, mm-hmm. to other words, and they tell you they own three homes, uh, no income verification and have them rented out, and they're having problems filling with tenants, you know, the market is about to crash. Mm-hmm. So all that crazy lending has not happened to spur this market, and that's what it did last time. So it really was, last time, 2006 and seven was really kind of a false leader market because of all the crazy things people were doing lending-wise because basically banks were letting them. That's not happening right now. This is a true, organic, wholesome, you know, a driven market that is totally different. And, I, you know, 
that's why I think it's going to last for a little while, especially with the interest rates being basically free, and they're getting freer every day. Is that crazy? Yeah, it is. And, and something to consider also, Rick, is, you know, uh, lenders – even during this, you know, they're verifying employment like the day before the close of escrow. Really? So they're not taking yeah. any chances. So the people who are buying are qualified buyers. Um, so yeah. even through all the experiences that we've had over the last few months, um, you know, the lending market is really paying attention to, you know, their investment, which I think is great. Absolutely true. I love it. Okay, so this call went on a total different direction, but I think it was really cool. But I got to bring it back to this question. So in your training, and I know you did a lot of training with agents, and you still do, um, if you were an agent today and you wanted to either come out of the gate hot or take it to the next level, what were the three most important things you tell them to focus on? Um, sure. So the, the number one thing is to do something no one else is doing. Uh, that's always been – it's always been one of the training tenants that I have is, you know, you can't follow the herd. You really have to uh, do something innovative, something new. Uh, that no one else is doing thing outside the box. I love it. You know, um, the second thing is being consistent. I, I can't say it enough. Uh, you can't try one thing once, and if it doesn't work, stop doing it. You have to try several things. You have to have a multi-pronged approach, and then measure the results of those efforts and identify the ones that work and double down on those. The ones that aren't working try something different. You know, it's just really about being fluid in our business. And then the third most important thing, and this is true in any market, you've got to know our business. And it's not just about real estate. It's inventory. It's um, knowing the lending market, knowing you, you've got to be informed about every aspect of our business. And, you know, just knowing the inventory, knowing the lending rules, just be knowledgeable about your profession. Be the subject yeah. matter expert. That's it. And yeah, I would agree with you. So, so I love it. Do something no one else is doing. I don't know if you saw my post from last week, but I post this like twice a year. It says, be careful when you follow the masses because sometimes the M is silent. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> <laughs> I stole that from a friend of mine from, uh, uh, what was she? She's from um, Minnesota like two years ago. And I still post, every time I post it, I get, Good comments, but okay. So do something else no one else is doing. I love that. Be consistent because everything takes at least ninety days to start showing or more sometimes. And then know the business. And I, you know, like you were talking about open houses earlier. I think it starts when they walk in. If they look at you, if they listen to you, if they feel like they would be number one with you because you ask a lot of questions, you repeat, you approve, you ask, and they feel that you know the business better than them. They want to use you. Mm -hmm. Right. So I Absolutely. think that's so important to be the most educated person in the room about real estate because you should be because it's your job. Exactly. One of the lessons that I teach is, you know, in talking about market knowledge, uh, inevitably what happens for us as realtors, as practitioners is, and I use the grocery store example, you know, I go to Ralph's, I'm buying some apples, I'm wearing my name badge, and someone asks me the question, how's the market? How a realtor, how an agent answers that question that question is indicative of their professionalism. You know, the, the pat answer is, oh, it's great. Oh, it's horrible. Those are not the right answers. And so we really, we work on those exercises mm. in my trainings where, you know, you drill down to, well, that depends. Are you a buyer or a seller? And you start to really. That's the way I answer it. 
<laughs> yeah, dig deep into the question. Oh, you're a seller. What neighborhood do you live in? And the, my point is, without the knowledge of the market, without the knowledge of the inventory, you can't successfully have that conversation and sound credible, mm. right? And that's what sets you apart. Um, so that's really something that I, I strive for with my team in trainings and in coaching. It's to just really know your business, know your profession. Yeah. Know the know that like how many how many new listings are coming on the market, mm -hmm. you know like when you're prospecting and someone goes nothing's going on right now. Well, in Vegas because I, I live in Vegas, you know about 1,200 homes come on the market every week and about 1,100 and something go under contract. So there's all kinds of stuff happening in the Las Vegas market. Most people don't understand that because they're too busy watching you know the news and they're all terrible. <laughs> Don't watch the news. Don't watch the news. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah be the subject matter exactly. expert. That's my mantra. Be the subject matter expert. I totally agree. All right. Any final thoughts for them today? From me? Like 28 minutes. Yeah, you don't have to stretch it out. Yeah, any final thoughts for these lovely people that are on the call today? <laughs> no, you know, I'm proud of everybody. This is, you know, we're in unprecedented times, and everyone I, I encounter has been really positive, really respectful. Uh, you see, again, you see some news where it, it's less than, less than kind to each other. And that's, that's the thing that I try to push out to everybody is just be kind to each other, be respectful of each other. We will get through this. Uh, as Americans, that's the one thing that we have is that fortitude to work together, to respect each other. We can do this. It takes all of us together to do it. So that's, that's what's most important to me right now. Totally agree, and that was a killer ending, my man. Dwayne, I really appreciate you taking 30 minutes out this morning. Thank you very much. It was great. Keep rocking there, Mr. Number One, in the Palm Springs. And I love the fact that you gave the credit to all the people you work with and some to yourself, but that's great. So keep it rocking, my man. I'll talk to you soon. Everybody Thank else, you. have a great week. We'll do this again in a week. Woo! Go get them, folks. Thanks, Dwayne. Thank you. Bye.